I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks And welcome. You are locked on at the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Monday Mayhem Man, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We're here! Today is the day that everything begins. Hopefully. uh, Yeah, well, I mean, we're super excited. We were waiting for the confirmation for Monday the 16th. to be the day that the whole moratorium thing is lifted and trades can start happening before the draft. Woj tweets out Sunday morning. It's like church time. Woj is tweeting out about <laughs> when this death. I'm like, let's go. Let's just start the day off. I think Woj is sitting and, in a pew somewhere with two phones or watching the live stream with two phones <laughs> in his hands. Woj is not in the pew. He's like, people come to worship me in the NBA world. Wow. wow. Um, <laughs> the blasphemy from the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, here here it is. If you're listening to this like later on in Monday, like there might have been another big trade. Mavericks might have made a trade by the time you're listening to this. But here we are at. I feel like at this point, every time this week, we're gonna we're have gonna to tell say you when we're recording. Yep. Uh, we're at 10:45, basically Central Time, 11:45 Eastern Time that PM. we're recording us on, PM on Sunday night. So this week is gonna be fun. Yeah, this week is going to be absolutely awesome. So stick with us. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not. Stick with us every single day. Listen to the podcast. Make it part of your morning commute. Make it part of your your wake up routine. Uh, sometimes I like to listen to those like daily podcasts that like catch you up on the news. And I'm starting to replace those with locked on shows because the news is just you just don't want to hear stuff. <laughs> like I just don't want to start my day with that. It just starts my day ex- with anxiety. I like to finish my day or make maybe put it in the middle of my day. Like on my drive home or something. So start your day with us. Uh, also, so much news today. So much news for the Mavericks. So we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about the weird James Harden to the Nets rumors. That is uh, that is strange. We also have a trade in the NBA. There's a trade that happened uh, or is going to happen, expected to happen between the Lakers and the Thunder. Uh, it's one of the guys that Isaac and I thought could be a potential target for the Mavericks. So we'll talk about that. And then I want to also talk about the cap space situation for other teams. Bobby Marks of ESPN came out with this article about all the teams and their cap space now that we know what the hard cap is, what the actual salary cap is. And so we'll kind of we'll try to explain that to you as best we can, which teams will have you know money within the Mavericks range. So all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about all that. So let's get into some of the news. Zach Guthrie has joined Rick Carlisle's staff as an assistant coach for the Mavericks. So shout out to him. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. He's He was an assistant coach for the Utah Jazz uh, since the 2015-16 season. So he's been there for a while. He started as an intern with the D-League's Austin Toros team where Quinn Snyder was the head coach. So Quinn Snyder rose to power, took Zach Guthrie with him. Shout out to him. Hitched his wagon to a good one. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, he went to UT Austin, and he's the son of longtime Spurs marketing executive Bruce Guthrie. So, a win for nepotism. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do want... Yeah, I think he gets a higher uh, a higher seat in Dallas's coaching staff than what he had in Utah. 
Yeah, and he's taking over for Steven Silas, so that's basically the the one for one there. Uh, so that's definitely the, like taking over for the coach that ran the uh, you know, highest. Yeah, offense. the highest offense, <laughs> big shoes to fill there. Um, also, there was a rumor going around, or some people were reporting it as news, that Tim Hardaway and Willie Colley Stein both picked up their options or exercised their player options, and this was based off of a Bobby Marks article that had listed Tim Hardaway and Willie Colley Stein. As you know, it says player option exercised in quotes right after their name. It was not news like reported by anybody. Woj, Shams, nobody like that. Brad Townsend, even nobody reported like that. It was just in that Bobby Marks article. And so I saw a bunch of, um, you know, Mavs like accounts tweet out that they were tweeting at us too. people were tweeting at us. And I saw a bunch of Mavs accounts say that. I don't believe that to be news. I think that Bobby Marks is just using that as, you know, we expect these guys to potentially pick up their options. And so if they did, this is what the Mavs cap situation looked like. He was just doing a free agency like tears article about what their situation would look like with the mid-level exception. So I don't believe that to be news. They could still pick up their options, but I don't think that is, you know, has been confirmed by any outlets yet or to be true at this point. Yeah, all I'm going to say to that, is as of 1045 Central Time, nothing is official on the options. Yeah. That's all That's all we're going to say. Also, we got some kind of a, a rumor, news maybe. This could be like real news. Uh, the J.J. Barea. Everything indicates that Puerto, Rica, Puerto Rican Jose Juan Barea will return as a player with the Dallas Mavericks in the 2020-2021 season. Uh, according to Carlos Rosa from El Nuevo Dia, that is a news outlet in Puerto Rico. Apparently, J.J. Bray has also held a meeting with owner Mark Cuban already. So if we believe that to be true, and I'm not sure that I can believe that to be true, but J.J. Bray seems to be back as a player. Hey, if, he, if he comes back as a player at the end of the roster, sign me up. I mean, this is Same. what yeah. we want. I mean, this is the whole thing of like the Jared Dudleys of the world and the Tyson Chandlers. Giannis Haslam. Yeah, these Haslam. I mean, Berea is basically our Haslam at this point. And if we, you know, we've talked about other guys bringing Tyson back to be that end of bench, like vet guy. If JJ Berea is that guy, awesome. And I, I think it shows something about the Mavericks too, how they view him. I know we've joked about on this pod because I've been very vocal that I think Berea should have his number retired in Dallas. Cuban was on this pod and said no, <laughs> and uh, that it's more of like a ring of honor type of uh, uh, yeah thing to honor him. But I think it shows something about Dallas too, of saying, "All right, well, he, we know he still wants to play." Instead of just saying, "If they do sign him to like a minimum deal, which would be what it would be, it would be a thing for them of saying, we don't want you to go anywhere. We want you to finish your career here. We know you still want to play and be a part of a team. Let's not let you go somewhere else. Stay here." And that would be cool if it happened. With that news, and I think JJ would come back for the minimum, right? I don't think that they would. Yeah, uh, it would be the minimum. Yeah. Or if there was anything left with the mid-level exception, right? Like maybe if they had a couple million left with that, if they only used it on like one or two players combined and then they had some extra, maybe they throw that his way. But I think it would just be a minimum. So I wanted a quick look at the roster because, you know, we talk about some of these moves. And if these if these two guys both picked up their options and JJ Berea is back, all of a sudden with pick 18 and 31, the Mavericks are at 15 players. Right. Like if they bring both of those rookies to camp. So that's something to look out for. We talk about all these moves and bringing in free agents and stuff, but the Mavericks will have to part ways with, you know, one of these guys or, you know, if they want to bring in a couple of guys in free agency or whatever. So Luca, KP, Dwight Powell, DeLon, Maxi, Curry, Dorian, Boban, Justin Jackson and Brunson. That's 10 players with guaranteed contracts. Then you have pick 18, pick 31. If those guys both come to camp and come to, you know, play on the Mavericks, that's, 11 and 12 
Tim Hardaway, J.J. Barea, and Willie Cauley-Stein. That's 15 players right there. And then you have the two two-ways. That makes 17. So, I mean, they have to make a move or somebody has to decline their options. The Mavericks want to bring in anybody. Yeah, I mean, you bring 20 people to camp. You know, bring you'll have 17 on your roster, 15, you know, active ones, the t- then the two two-way guys, you know, after that. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some tinkering tinkering with the roster at, at some point uh, over the next week or so. So, I mean, yeah, if they go out and make a deal and they consolidate some or they use one of the draft picks to get off a contract or whatever it is, there's there's going to be a roster spot or two that's going to be open. Yeah, out. just wanted to point that out. If they want to bring in anybody, something else has to happen. So be looking out for that. That could be a thing. Uh, by the way, go listen to the Locked On NBA podcast. It has the mock draft. I think our pick is coming up 20, uh, 25 since we already talked about we traded down. I think our pick is coming up today on Monday, I believe. So go check that out. I'm interested to see what John Hollinger says about our deal. Hopefully he talks about the other side of it. So go listen to that. NBA draft is finally here. Locked On Podcast Network will have live draft coverage this year on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Locked On Live. It will be the only place you can find Chad Ford. He's... He's this is this is coming from the network, the GOAT of draft analysis on the night of the draft. Join Chad Ford, Brad Rowland, who's great for Locked On Hawks, and David Locke for the most in-depth coverage of the NBA draft featuring analysis from Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated. Follow Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or get alerts as soon as they go live. So go watch that show on draft night. Also, Isaac Harris. This episode is brought to you by the great Built Bar, BuiltBar.com is uh, where you go get those great built Bars. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate. They have 18 incredible flavors. Carrot cake, lemon, almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, cookies and cream, caramel brownie, apple almond crisp are the new ones. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. They're incredible bars. They taste good. They taste just like a candy bar. You would, If you would just be given a built Bar without the packaging on it, you would think you were handed a candy bar. True or false? Yeah, yeah. True. Uh, we've it's, we've it's had an, we've, yeah, we've had a bunch of them, and you just you bite into Guys, them. Dean, just straight up honest. Sometimes that we have uh, sponsors on this pod, I don't always believe in them. Okay, uh, but Built Bar, I believe in it. <laughs> like I'm actually, I spend actual money to get Built Bar, so uh, I will. I'm all about Built Bar. If you want to spend your actual money, just like Isaac Harris of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get twenty percent off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for twenty percent off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into some other news. We talked about all the Mavericks news. Let's get into some news. So there was a trade in the NBA, apparently reported. It's all there. It's not really official yet. The Los Angeles Lakers are sending Danny Green and the 28th pick in the draft to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. This is a deal that we tried to do in the lockdown mock draft and succeeded two years in a row. (laughs) Basically, we did that deal. Uh, What do you think about this deal? Just straight up Danny Green for Dennis Schroeder plus the 28th pick. Yeah, when the news came out, I was just bummed because I thought Shooter would be just a prime target for for Dallas, like you said. And it's like we made that fake trade and the locked on mock draft for him. And, you know, I think this is one of those rare trades where I think both sides won. And I think they at least uh, got what they wanted. Yeah, well, I think if you're the Lakers, I think you, you win because you win in the case of is 
the upgrade from Danny Green to Schroeder worth giving up your first round pick? And I think it is because you're in such a win now mode. I think Schroeder played really well last year. I think he is an upgrade over any any guard on their roster. So I think it's a a, a really good deal for uh, for the Lakers. And then for OKC, you have this you know expiring contract in Schroeder that he's not going to be back next year, and you basically get a first round pick out of him. And then whatever you get for Danny Green, because whether they hold on mm-hmm. to Danny Green now or trade him before the deadline, they can probably get, you know, a couple seconds or maybe a late first or something. And then they're going to walk out of there. And then, I mean, I feel like the tweet that we're going to see a million times and we've already seen it. We're going to see it a million more times over the next week is these are the these are the first round picks <laughs> Sam Presti is traded for. And OKC <laughs> owns and everybody's going to list them. And they're going to have a ton of retweets. Like I've just seen every iteration of that tweet and we're going to see it a million times they have 16 between now and 2026 <laughs> but but honestly from a, from a Mavs angle I think we look at this a lot of people we look at it and say all right hello Danny Green once again yeah. uh, you you spurned us before and uh you know I don't <laughs> Lakers fans are fun we've talked about Lakers fans but Fun. That's the, the that's the nicest word you've said in I don't know a, a half decade about. Well, that was Lakers, very sarca- sarcastic. Fans. One. Let me let me say my Rondo thing. Funniest thing about Lakers fans today that was happening online, the fact that Rondo turned this corner in the playoffs, helped win the <laughs> Lakers win a title, and everybody's like, "Yeah, eat your crow about Rondo. Look at him. Rondo's so good. Rondo's so good." Then it comes down saying, "Hey, Rondo's leaving to go get money elsewhere," and then it's like Lakers Twitter's like, Haha, "What team is gonna pay for Rondo?" I'm like, "Whoa! Like now y'all hate the guy. <laughs> now, now, like he just helped y'all win a title, and y'all are all about look how good he is." And now Lakers fans are like, "Oh, let's laugh at the people who are gonna pay him now." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, do you think he's good or not?" Um, but the Danny Green thing, I just think the Danny Green hate has gone too far. Yeah, that's my, I, I agree that's that the thing. Danny Green hate has gone too far, especially if you look at, you know, that Lakers roster, they just had Rondo and Dwight Howard, like go through these transformations where they look terrible and then they played super awesome for him this past year. So I think it can still happen where a guy just has a down year. I don't know if I would call what Dwight Howard had a down year, but, or what Rondo went through a down year, but they at oh, least no, 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 think that was more than a year. It was a couple years, but even then, they came back from a couple down years and then came back and were big contributors. So I think that this could be big for the Mavericks. Danny Green could get bought out. They could try to trade him again. Would you do thirty-one and Delana Justin Jackson for Danny Green? I wouldn't. I w- I would drive to OKC <laughs> and take. Everybody out to dinner and say, just tell me what else I need to add to this tab to make that happen. One thousand percent. I mean, he did his down year. He did shoot thirty six percent from three last year. He's a forty percent three point shooter. He's thirty three. It's not like he's thirty seven. So sign me up for all the reasons that you wanted Danny Green before. If you can go and get him for one of your picks and attack, especially if you can offset the money too. I mean, he's an expiring contract. So especially if you attach to the DeLon Wright contract to it, and then you're saving money in 2021, you're bringing in a guy who's going to play a, a key part of the rotation. Everything we've talked about before vet, he's a champion, everything like that. So if you can go get Danny green for cheap, <laughs> I'm all about it. Please do it. I would drive to OKC. I would pick up Danny green I would uh, hand deliver the draft pick to Sam Presti because he probably uh, cover your kids' ears if he, if they're uh, in the car listening. He probably gets off on the draft picks at this point. I mean, 
He's got so many of them. Uh, I would also pick up Harrison Sanford of the, uh, the Danny Green podcast. He's the co-host. Oh, I, I forgot about that freaking podcast. <laughs> pick okay, him. I'm out. <laughs> I'd pick him up too. I would set up podcast equipment in the car so they could do a pod on the way back from OKC. Yes. That's what I would do for that deal. So, But who knows? I, I, the Mavs were interested in him last year. If the Thunder are rebuilding and they're going to trade away Chris Paul, there's no point in keeping Danny Green. So... No, I could see him move. How pissed is Danny Green right now? <laughs> I know. No, you just they, won a title for in LA, and now you're moving to OKC. The other thing about him though is they could use him as you know salary filler and send some draft picks to go get some players, right? Like they could send three first round picks somewhere to go get like you know a young player with it. <laughs> it's making like you know fifteen yeah. or something. So that that could be be possible. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's what's up with that trade. Well, we'll see. I, I we'll thought, see if it goes through. I thought the time we were talking before we hit record on this pod that, you know, Woj sends out the tweet, you know, Sunday morning, kind of the logistics stuff of how everything's going to play out and trades when trades can happen. And then it was a short time after that was the shooter thing. And I don't know if other people were like, were thinking what I was, but I'm like, oh, here we go. My, do I just need to clear out my Sunday evening, which was my wife's birthday too. So I'm like, dang, <laughs> is my whole evening just going to be NBA trades and, and all this. Uh, but luckily, but I thought it was going to be an avalanche. I thought it was this Schroeder was the first one that Woj was dropping. I'm like, oh, here comes a bunch of these trades that have already been talked about and agreed on <laughs> that Woj is just going to drop. And that was the only one. And for the most part, so, but Monday is when everything becomes official. So to today that you're listening to this podcast, hopefully there's more trades for us to talk about. Yeah, we hope so. Uh, I expected some sort of avalanche too, because sometimes in free agency, it starts like, you know, the night before at like 6 p.m. All of a sudden it just starts flooding in and everyone's saying, wait, this is not possible, right? <laughs> when it used to be like, yeah. you know, midnight. The other thing I actually want to talk about with this trade is the Lakers side of it and that I don't see Dennis Schroeder as like the upgrade to Danny Green, even though they're trading for him. He's the upgrade from Deion Waiters, right? The Lakers tried to make Deion Waiters a thing. And, you know, going into the playoffs, they needed this extra ball handler, scorer off the bench, a guy. And Rondo kind of filled that role for them. They didn't expect him to, but he ended up doing that. But I think he fills that role. So they need to find someone else with maybe the Kuzma trade or, or something. They need to try to find somebody else to fill that, maybe probably with their exception, more like more than likely, uh, another like wing defender yeah. to replace Danny Green. I see Schroeder as like the upgrade from a spot that they didn't really have last year, just because of what he does in an offense. I mean, I just I think he's the upgrade over everybody, like <laughs> in your in your backcourt. Like he's better than Caruso, he's better than Rondo, he's better yeah. than I think he's better than KCP. I mean, I I think he's just depends. At, I think it just depends on at what, right? He's the third best player on your team. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. I I mean, he's better than Kuzma in my opinion. So, oh yeah, I I, I think you, I think you got him at at a cheaper cost, and we both liked him for Dallas. So, I think it was a great move for the Lakers, and they're going to go out and get somebody dumb cheap on that exception. <laughs> We're like, seriously, why did you just take you know nine million dollars, like a Gallo or something like that, and it's going to make me. Isaac keeps texting me that because he's getting ready to be mad about it. He's getting pretty mad about the player the Lakers are going to sign for a, a dumb cheap. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm so ready. for Isaac it. revs up his anger when he gets mad about it. I, I got to know who I'm going to hate next year. <laughs> All right. So the other news in the NBA that came from Adrian Wojnarowski and kind of there have been some rumblings mm. a couple days before James Harden. <laughs> I can't believe that this is a true rumor, but as Houston's James Harden considers his future with the franchise, one possible trade destination is rising to the top of his list. 
The Brooklyn Nets. The mm. idea of reuniting with Kevin Durant and joining Kyrie Irving is resonating with Harden. Uh, and then he said in his article, Durant and Harden, past teammates with the Oklahoma City Thunder, recently discussed the possibility when they were working out this, you know, this past summer together. And they talked about this. And, you know, the package of like all their role players has been talked about. Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, uh, Jared Allen. Torian Prince, whoever they can get to make it all work. I mean, they have some young guys. They have their first round pick this year. They have their first round picks going forward in the future. I mean, they could send a decent package back to the thun- back to the Rockets and reunite Durant and Harden. But I don't get like Kyrie's role in all this is so strange. Like there is only one ball. Like this is one where I thought the Warriors could work because they you know thrive off of shooting off the ball and all that kind of stuff, but. This is one where I look at and go, man, this is worse than like the Miami big three offensively as far as, you know, well, sharing the ball wise. Oh, well, I think in their mind, they would just say, OK, we're going to try to pull off the 2021 version of, you know, the young OKC team. And it's like if Russ attempted so many shots, you know, Kyrie can too. And <laughs> yeah, I know Harden, Harden was scoring like 12 points there. a game then. <laughs> it's yeah, not happening it's now. Still, it, but it's still like a thing. I mean, if you're Brooklyn and you can get hardened, you're not going to not get hardened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean... It's the best Kyrie Irving insurance you could possibly have. We talked about Spencer Dinwiddie possibly being their Kyrie insurance if he goes down with an injury. Imagine having James Harden as the guy that replaces Kyrie Irving. I love seeing angles of how stories come out, though. And (laughs) it was fascinating that how I took this story... um, Wait, now, I could be wrong in this, was Houston has been so reluctant that they're going to even think about trading Harden. This was a pure play by James Harden. <laughs> it's like, all right, if you're not going to trade me, then uh, let's hit up Woj a little bit mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. It's never a good sign when you already have like a wish list for uh, for where you want to go. Porzingis? And, uh, yes. <laughs> no, for what Kawhi like, had one, right? I know some Rockets fans are like holding on hope that – you know, it's like, oh, no, we're going to be around hard. I'm like, all right, well, the tea leaves are all there, okay? So it's just, it feels like it's only a matter of time, and it seems like it's going to go quicker. And, I mean, how do you, at this point, how do you walk it back? Can can Harden just walk it back at this point and say, also, how are you feeling if you're a Nets fan? I mean, if you're a Nets teammate right now of Kevin Durant, when it's like, it said Durant and Harden talked about potential packages to get Harden. I'm like, my new teammate Kevin here is just openly throwing my name out in these <laughs> trades to go get one of his buddies. Like, I if this doesn't happen, then I'm like, come on, bro. Like, what are you? You're out here playing GM for it. Like, it's like Andrew Wiggins when LeBron is going back to Cleveland. It's like, oh, we could throw Wiggins, we could throw Bennett in these yeah. trades and go get somebody like Kevin Love, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. So anyway, if, if Brooklyn can go get him, you go get him, and you form a, a big three sure. and. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make the East harder, and then we can say, hey, Giannis, man, look at the East. And, you know, there's some other really yeah. teams there. If yeah. you want to come West, you know, LeBron's getting old. So if you want to pair the new the new big three in Dallas, mm. let's go. Let's do this. Coming up, let's talk about the salary cap situation. There's a couple of free agents that have already expected to decline their options. We'll talk about them. Maybe they could be options for the Mavericks. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the cap situation and how. The Mavericks could possibly have more money to spend in free agency than some of these contenders that we've been a little bit nervous about. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some of these free agents. So three free agents on uh, on Sunday were reportedly declining their player option. 
Anthony Davis, we already know that he's just declining that to get more money. Uh, he's probably going to do a one plus one or a you know two plus something so he can get the big super max after that deal when he gets 10 years in the league. Rondo declined his option. I think the Lakers trading for Dennis Schroeder kind of seals his fate. Maybe they could bring him back still, but I think he's gone. I don't think that's an option for the Mavs. <laughs> I think, no. I couldn't imagine that. I mean, the redemption story that have to happen there. I mean, no. That's not that's not even like a Vince Carter Toronto story, right? Where they're like, yeah, we could bring him no. back now. There's enough time has passed. I don't think there will ever be enough time to pass with the Mavericks no. and Rondo. Not we still have a whole warehouse full of like Rondo player tees, though, right? <laughs> they could just bring those back. No. <laughs> Done. Wes Matthews, also former Maverick, uh, is reportedly declining his option with the Bucks. I don't Did think this could be an option. Him being a Lake, Lakers target, definitely a Lakers target. I mean, he's going to be a target of a lot of teams. I think he just fits that role that everybody, yeah. you know, basically that everybody wants. And we were saying that for years. That's why we kept trying to trade him. We traded him two years in a row in the lockdown mock draft. Do, do you think that Wes Matthews could be a target for the Mavericks? Like, let's say so. Avery Bradley turns on his option too. Could the Mavericks bring in Avery Bradley and Wes Matthews like and split that mid level? So he was making what two? He was going to make two point something million. With the Bucks, I think he was on some sort of like veteran minimum. He could come in and make a couple more, come back to the Mavericks, play with Avery Bradley. I mean, that could be that could be a decent haul in free agency. Yeah, I mean, I think you would want to shoot for a little bit higher for sure of an upgrade if you're Dallas. But um, the whole thing with Wes was all about his contract before, and it's just a, a case in point of when your contract's so big, then it makes you look so much worse because the expectations are so higher. <laughs> Yeah, so so Wes's contract ends. He's not making twenty million a year basically, and now he's you know a very sought after vet. And it's like, all right, now we're building up what he does. Thirty six percent from three last year. He's a good vet. Plays really good defense and like all this stuff. And it's like, all right, for the, for the minimum or for two to three million dollars. So, yeah, yeah, any good team would want Wes on their team for two or three million dollars. So yeah, I think any, literally any good team out there will want Wes on their team and. Yeah, I mean, if as long as yeah, my whole thing is like, can Wes accept that he's gonna like come off the bench, yeah, and play some D and like hit a spot up three or something like that? Just don't dribble. <laughs> we don't need to see Kirk with the uh, you know the Stanley GIF anymore. The, Stan- the Stanley GIF, although that would be a, a great thing to bring back uh, to Twitter. I I do want to see Kirk troll some other fan base whenever. West signs like the Lakers. Yeah, West started every single game with the Bucks this past year. I don't know if I realized that. I thought he may have come off of the bench a little bit. So he's really never really come off the bench besides his first two years in the league. He's been a starter ever since then. So that would be pretty jarring. I mean, it's probably going to happen, right? If he signs Lakers, Clippers, you know, maybe he signs back with the Bucks and starts again, but they might make a move and, and do something. So, you know, could sign. He could, he could start for the Lakers. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But if they have, yeah, it, it depends. It depends on what they do. But yeah, I thought that, that was interesting. Those guys, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. And I'm sure by the time you're hearing this, there's a lot more. So I want to finish up here talking about the cap situation. So we've talked a lot about the mid-level exception. Nine, $9.3 million is available for teams that are over the cap that are not taxpaying teams. So the Mavericks fit that category. And you also can't be over the hard cap. So there's the cap, the salary cap of $109 million. We've talked about that a lot. There's also the hard cap, which is like 138 million. They call that the apron. So if you ever hear people talk about that, that's the hard cap. Teams can't go over the hard cap at any point, or 
Yeah, what did I what did I send you earlier today? This is all very complicated stuff that I'm not the best. Yeah, Nick's got the rest of this pod. I'm just <laughs> sitting back watching. Um, but teams that are above that apron, that hard cap, have a smaller mid-level exception. If a team is hard capped, it cannot exceed the apron under any circumstance. So you can be, you know, if you're hard capped, those teams cannot extend that. I'm probably talking out of my butt at this point. But Bobby Marks wrote this article about all these free agents that you know, and all these teams that have a certain amount of money. So I went through and I looked through some of the contenders and tried to think, okay, which are some of these teams that we're kind of nervous about getting some of these free agents? And so the Mavericks and the Grizzlies are the only two teams that can use the full mid-level exception and still be under that tax, the actual luxury tax. So the Mavs can use that full mid-level exception. That's good for the Mavericks. So $9.3 million, remember that number. For the Lakers, New contracts for Anthony Davis and Contavious Caldwell-Pope would not allow the Lakers to use the full $9.3 million mid-level exception if they signed free agent Rajon Rondo and still remain below the hard cap. So if they re-sign Anthony Davis, we expect them to. They re-sign Contavious Caldwell-Pope to whatever number that they expect, and they also re-sign Rondo. They won't have the full mid-level exception. So that's something to point out. They saved a little bit of money trading away the pick with Danny Green for for, uh, Dennis Schroeder but there's still a chance that the Lakers won't have that full mid-level. So that's the one team. But Rondo's probably not going to be back. Agreed. So. Agreed. So, you know, but but they we don't know what they're going to pay KCP, right? They could still finagle it to where they're not, you know, hard capped at that point. But the Clippers, if they re-sign Marcus Morris and Montrez Harrell, they would leave the Clippers just $5.7 million of the taxpayer mid-level exception. So significantly less money than what the Mavericks would have to offer somebody. That is if, you know, Montrez Harrell re-signs. So that's something to look out for. The Bucks, if they do not guarantee Ersan Ilyasova, they could have you know that full mid-level exception. But if they guarantee it, they're only left with 5.7 mid- million on the mid-level exception. So watch out for Ersan Ilyasova with the Bucks because if they, Bye, Ilyasova. yeah, if, he, if he's gone, which he probably will be at this point, then they could use that full you know mid-level. The Rockets are seven million below the hard cap, and they will not be allowed to use the 9.3 million mid-level exception. So that team is just no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. Unless they somehow get off of money. But they're not able to use that. Uh, and these teams will only have $5.7 million, uh for the mid-level exception. The Celtics, the Nets, the Warriors, and the Sixers. I mean, there's not really many other teams besides maybe the Heat that we're not super nervous about using that. So that's definitely something to watch out for with these teams. So in there's, there's a chance that the Mavericks have a better offer money-wise than any of these other contending teams to offer somebody like Danilo Gallinari, Serge Ibaka, you know, Jay Crowder, somebody like that, except for the, the Heat, because they have, you know, Jay Crowder's bird rights. But thought that that was interesting from Bobby Marks today. Very interesting and very encouraging. And complicated. Yes. All this money, and it all came so fast with the new money, yes, with Nick all was, the new Nick's figures was, and stuff. Nick was texting me this and explaining it to me, and I just wrote back and said, my brain hurts. <laughs> and I read the article and stuff, too. I just... I just want to see the the fact that free agents can change how all this stuff works. That's the part that's hard to understand. Well, because you have to go through every single team, which I don't, I I don't do, but Bobby Marks does. And so he's the one that kind of figured all that out. Also, if you got paid like Marks did though, you would (laughs) for sure. If I got paid to do that. And I also had worked for a team before for sure. Also, I guarantee that somebody will DM me and say that I said something wrong. So I apologize. Oh, that's 1,000%. <laughs> I apologize in advance. My- we can say a million things right, but when you say that one thing wrong, yeah, the one get thing. the DM. Shout out to Houston fans, though, because y'all got to see uh, DeAndre Hopkins just get traded for absolutely nothing. 
<laughs> makes this incredible play today to win the game. And now you're about to see James Harden get traded uh, for Karis LeVert. So for the net stuff. Steven Silas. Steven Silas went from I gotta figure out how to make Russ work with James and James and like all this stuff to drawing up like pick and rolls for Julius Randle and Karis LeVert. So <laughs> They're going to trade they're going to trade Russell to the the, the Knicks and then hard into the Nets. Just the Rockets players are going to take over New York. Then they have this like New York rivalry. It's back. It's like really real. I Somebody mean, tweeted, I mean would they, it be back? It'd be Harden, Durant, and Kyrie versus Westbrook it would be and back. Mitch Mitch I almost said Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> but Nick, they have cap space going forward. <laughs> <laughs> somebody literally did. Somebody literally did tweet at me today and say I feel really bad for Steven Silas. I'm like, I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think this is best case scenario for yeah, him. Yeah, if they trade if both they those guys, up, that's that's good. Yeah, if they blow it up, best case scenario. The worst case scenario for him is if they keep this crew together. Now he's got to figure out the team chemistry stuff and making everybody happy and figuring out James and Russ and like if they don't go to the freaking conference finals, it's going to be put on you know Steven's head. So. I hope they do blow it up for his sake. Yeah, for sure. So sending love to Steven Silas's way and uh, all love. send worse players to the Rockets so that they're worse if the Mavericks have to play them multiple times. I just want P.J. Tucker or Covington. If they're really blowing this thing up, sign me up for one of those guys. If they trade both those guys, you know, Russ and Harden, it seems it seems more possible that, that could happen. All right. Stick with us the rest of the week. I mean, we have the draft on Wednesday. We'll do a pod right Ooh. afterwards. We'll hopefully have audio from the pick if they make a pick. Uh, and they actually decide to keep a player we will be here with you for all kinds of stuff we'll be there for all the media availabilities talking to whoever we can trying to figure out what's going to happen with the Mavericks I mean you're going to have to stay up to date so stick with us every single day check with us subscribe if you haven't guys thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs peace out boom Yeah, my name is Sam Presti, and I have uh, an addiction to draft picks. I just, I just love them so much, all of them, and they're just their own beautiful snowflakes, all of them. Sixteen through twenty twenty six, so many draft.